And sometimes a geek will catch a break. We'll talk about that more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 148 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. We've got a lot to talk about today, but before we get to that, of course, at the beginning, we usually have our in-memoriams when we need to do that, and Mm -hmm. we've done a lot of them here on the show, and of course, I'm always going to remember Stan Lee. This one today is going to be pretty hard, and especially because of the fact that it was something that could have been prevented. It's a shame, but it is what it is. So today I would like to pay tribute to the end of Ezra Miller's career. Again. As, wait a minute. Have we done this before? Uh-huh. We did? Yeah. The first time he got arrested and then he got rearrested. Just. Yeah. yeah today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, again. So here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> because you would think that the fact that he's having to deal with the karaoke bar thing and breaking into somebody's house and threatening to kill them on top of the previous charge of trying to choke some woman to death. You'd think he would have stayed at home and Just kept his head down, but no, he was arrested again. Dumb young people. I Tuesday, don't know. This, this last Tuesday, just a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. And this time it was because he was at some gathering at someone's house. Apparently he was acting up because they asked him to leave And he decided he wasn't going to leave. And when they tried to make him leave, he picked up a chair and threw it and hit some 26-year-old girl in the head with it, opened up like a half-inch long cut in her head. She didn't press charges, Uh. but I'm not saying he deliberately was throwing a chair at her. She may have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. So he got arrested again. And... Warner Brothers, up to this point, I haven't seen anything where they've said anything about it. They have been strangely silent. Usually there's some sort of damage control. I don't think there was anything the Warner Brothers really said the last time. Mm. There was rumors that they were looking at the movie and what they were going to do about it. And at this point, they've got to do something. Yeah, I think before we talked about you, we're losing Barry Allen and you maybe bring in Wally West or... Yeah, yeah you're probably going to have to do something yep. because, like I said, obviously they're not interested in calming down. Uh, by them, I mean Ezra. Yeah. Uh, they're not interested in basically laying low and letting things die down. Right. Maybe some therapy or counseling. Yeah, uh, they definitely need yeah. to do something, but... Warner Brothers seems to have the worst luck right now because they're dealing with that issue, not just in Flash, but also the Harry Potter series because, of course, Ezra's in the new Harry Potter series. Oh, I was unaware of that. Yeah, he's in the Fabulous Beast series. And, of course, you have the creator and writer of the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) waging a turf war, all puns intended. Uh (laughs) And then, of course, we have the trial I'm not going to talk about, period. It's just... I don't know. The last two days, it just blew up all over, at least all over my social media. I don't know if my phone was spying on us and heard us talking about it, but it was like clips of this and body language experts and all this stuff. And yeah, no, enough of this. Yeah, it's blown up on everybody's thing and I'm just avoiding it. And But even then, there's stuff that you can't help it. Somebody's talking about something somewhere and you hear some other horrible detail. Yeah. 
And it's just, you want justice. I want justice for everybody. It's just, it's like I said, I'm not going to start talking about this again. I'm mm-hmm. not. Nope. I'm dropping it. Don't I'm dropping it. it right now. Let's talk about something pleasant. Okay. Let's talk about the Thor Love and Thunder trailer that we got this week. <laughs> Finally. Oh, I love our Asgardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> and Star-Lord giving Thor advice, and it's so cute. And we had little baby Thor at one time. Oh, oh yeah. I loved it. It's a teaser trailer. Yes. So they're not going to give us huge details. We're not going to get Gore the God Butcher, <laughs> nor do I want to. Not in the teaser trailer. Give us something to look forward to. But we did get... A lot of the mood, certainly what Thor's going through. We've got certainly enough to make us really excited about what we're going to get. Yes. And the thing about it is, of course, we talked about how long it took for them to come up with anything. And it seemed it really panned out for them because I think like the first 24 hours that the trailer was out, they got 209 million views in 24 hours. Mm. No, of course, there were a couple people like me that watched it like four times. So That's the thing. A view is a view. But to get that many views in 24 hours, I, I think it ranks like number four. Because Love and Thunder was $209 million in its first 24 hours. Infinity War was like $230 million its first 24 hours. Endgame was like $289 million. But far and away, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer had $355.5 oh. uh-huh. Yeah. million views mm-hmm. in the first 24 hours. But the thing is, this is for a Thor movie. I'm not saying the Thor movies weren't great. The first one was pretty decent. Second one, maybe not so much, but especially with uh, Taika Waititi taking over. Oh, we um, love Ragnarok. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, it was beautiful world building. And But yeah, normally, like I said, except for Spider-Man, which of course everybody was really excited about that because of everything that you were they mm-hmm. were promising you in the movie. We really, that was the our first taste of the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was. And right. And we were so excited about that. And right. But besides that, the, the movies that are getting like the most views in 24 hours are the big ensemble pieces. But mm-hmm. Thor being able to do this on their own says a lot. And I really feel like it's because that they made us wait for it so long. They didn't really announce it. They made us wait for it, which... Is not what they normally do, but I have been noticing that Hollywood has been changing up their strategies on things, and some of it is working out for them. And I am definitely going to talk about that a little bit later. But before we move on, one of my favorite things was, did you see John Cena's post? No, I didn't. Oh, it was great. It's Jane Foster wearing the shiny helmet, mm-hmm. and he says it could just be uh, fan service to the shiny chrome helmet, but we looking at a crossover, Peacemaker, <laughs> and I'll probably see that at Comic-Con, some cosplayers uh, uh, yes. going at each other. Oh, <laughs> yes. <yeah>. But, <laughs> Human uh, Torpedo oh. and God of Thunder. <laughs> there you go. Um, let's talk about some shows, and of course, we had Easter, and so we had Doctor Who. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, did you get a chance to catch it? I didn't even realize it was on. (laughs) Did you not? That's how bad, yeah, it was. Nope. I did watch the show on Easter. Because I have AMC+, Plus. I was also able to catch the streaming part of it. I saw it live, first of all, and because with the way they've got it set up and the deals they have with the BBC, they don't stream it until the day after. So they want you to watch it on TV with commercials first. And then I think it's like limited commercials, but they still have them on the streaming side of Mm -hmm. things. So I did watch it, The Legend of the Sea Devils. And I suppose at this point, I need to tell you what I think about it. And I'm trying not to use the M word. 
I'm not going to say <laughs> no. Because Met is a curse. I've realized uh, that in a strange way, it may be like the worst thing that I've ever said uh, about a well, show. That's upsetting because of the trailer with the pirates and everything looked really cool. But Yeah, maybe they're cursed when it comes to pirate stories. I, I don't know. <laughs> now, again, it's not like it was horribly bad. I'm not saying that. I saw Flux. Okay? <laughs> nothing's going to descend <laughs> to the depths that Flux happens to be. But I don't know really if I need to go into a whole lot of spoilers. I mean, it felt like really short. It felt like there wasn't uh, a great deal of dramatic tension in it. And one of the things that I noticed was some of the cuts in this show were pretty abrupt. Which, strangely enough, was one of the things I complained about in that other pirate episode. Where, what happened to so-and-so, yes. Yeah, you had the pirate queen back on her ship, and Dan and another male character were standing on the beach. This young man thought that the pirate queen had killed his father. Mm-hmm. And so he wants revenge, and he's right. like, we're going to get on that ship. Which means, of course, they're going to have to swim to the ship. And Dan was like, the doctor told us not to wander off. It was a very abrupt cut because... There was basically some story building going on. They were talking to each other. And then suddenly you have two of the characters out on the beach and the other one's already back on her ship. And I thought perhaps, because this was where in the TV show, when it streamed on BBC America, that was a commercial break there. And I thought, okay, maybe they trimmed it off because of the commercials. And there was a little bit of a scene there that gave us a transition and we didn't get it. It just wound up getting cut because of the commercials. But when I watched it on the streaming, nope, that's where it was. <laughs> I was like, nope, that had nothing to do with the commercials. That nope, had everything that to do. bad editing. Yeah, perhaps. They just didn't get the coverage. They didn't shoot as much as they needed to mm-hmm. get the, the story complete. And there were two or three moments where the cuts were really abrupt. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the story really wasn't anything to write home about. There wasn't a great deal of dramatic tension in it. And we had a really brief moment of the Doctor and Yaz talking about their particular situation that's developed. Right. There's like two little moments where mm-hmm. the Doctor makes a comment about being a great date. And there's like this awkward silence. And then the moment when, at the end, when the Doctor and Yaz are sitting on the beach. And th- this part of the storytelling bothered me a little bit because you had the Doctor simultaneously saying what the Doctor usually does say in these situations, which is, I can't get into a relationship because it's going to hurt because I have a long life and uh, much longer. lose everyone. Exactly. So you got that for a moment. But also in the same breath mentions how the doctor at one time had a wife. Mm -hmm. And so mentioning River Song and within the same breath. Mm -hmm. So I I understand why the doctor would say, I just don't want to lose anyone else lose anyone else but then to basically say but oh i've been married before you've basically cut the legs out from under your right (laughs) but you have that moment in the end where the doctor picks up a rock and make a wish and skips the rock and says her wish i hope this never ends and you're like oh okay i know why she said that so you had a little bit of an emotional moment because of course this is it and if you didn't know we got a trailer for the last episode that Jody's going to be in. And we got to see some of the guest stars. We're going to be getting Tegan and Ace from the old show. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So they're definitely going to be there. We're seeing the master again. And we got a view of the lone Cyberman, the mm-hmm. half-human, half-Cyberman. I don't know if this is going to be like a return or if this is going to be like in a flashback. Okay. That character was in the trailer. <laughs> And we did get to see Jody beginning to regenerate. And I have to say, I am 
a little bit worried about this last episode. We don't know when we're going to get it yet, except it's probably toward the end of the year. But the thing about it is, this last episode with Jody, all the Doctor's regenerations, there has to be that sad, emotional moment. It should be. It should have that punch to it. And pretty much all the Doctors have had that emotional moment. And one thing that we've definitely seen from Chibnall is that he's scared to do those type of things. (laughs) Going back to the Doctor and Graham, and there was a moment where... It could have gotten really emotional and the doctor just backed off and said, no, I I don't want to deal Uh with this, which upset a bunch of people for a really good reason. But also the fact that he canceled the Christmas specials because the Christmas specials traditionally are supposed to be really emotional. Mm -hmm. And he was, we're out of Christmas stories. I'm like, really? You're out of Christmas stories. Does the doctor ever fought Krampus? Come on, we got it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. So where's that story? But Chibnall has always been very leery about coming up with a story that has a huge emotional punch to it. And a regeneration of a doctor needs to have that. And mm-hmm. I hope Jody gets it, but I'm not convinced. Yeah. But I hope so. We do definitely need to talk about Moon Knight, <gasps> episode four. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a shame I don't have music for it, but they changed the music of the show. <laughs> we don't get music at the beginning, and they always do a different theme at the end. That's why yes. we don't have... Moon Knight theme music. It's not that we don't like the show, but uh, you got to tell me what you thought. Oh my God. You know what? I do feel like I've missed stuff in this episode because I was watching it on my phone today. But seeing the tomb and the side of that mountain was so cool and so Indiana Jones. And then we get inside and we fight the creepy guy and it was so the mummy. And that was really cool. And then the big twist that I don't know how spoilery we're getting. Are you actually questioning yourself? Was this even real? Did David Lynch do this episode? And it, it didn't take much to see. Obviously, this part isn't real, that we're not in the real world right now. But this was the scariest episode. And it's... So far, it's been pretty scary, especially episode one. It was very horror-ish. Don't know what's going on. And this was the scariest episode and some really dark stuff. It was like Disney's really taking it in stride. Yeah, because well, there was a great deal of blood and <laughs> gore and viscera in this one, for uh-huh. sure. And, of course, at the beginning, you get this moment where you realize that the gods encasing people in stone. Apparently, they do that a lot. Uh-huh. They have a collection. They're trying to catch them all, you know. <laughs> Pokemon. And then, of course, we have all these wonderful moments where you have this female character who you think for a moment, oh, my God, she's gotten herself into some trouble and needs to be rescued. But no, yeah. she's the self-rescuing princess. I got this. I got a flare in my pocket that I can stab in something's eye. You know? No problem. And then, of course, we get the team up of Stephen and, and Mark. Mark, yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And then, of course, we get that ending. Yeah, all the scary, frightening things that happened in this episode, and that's why they scream. They meet the goddess, the most unscary goddess ever, and they scream like little girls. Was- yeah, yeah. Tororet is the goddess of uh, birth, fertility, uh-huh. and rebirth. Okay. She's also a protection goddess. Mm-hmm. And she's either helping people to reincarnate or she takes them to the land of the dead. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling what she's exactly Mm -hmm. there for. But she's so pretty and she has such a nice voice. (laughs) Yes. Hi. Hi. (laughs) And, of course, I have some uh, suspicions about that third sarcophagus that was shaking that they decided not to open. Scott. Or, well, Jake. It may be, Jake. J- yeah, Jake Lockley, oh, okay. the third would, personality. Yeah, I, see, like, I went back and watched it again with my nephew, and I noticed that the other museum worker kept calling him Scott. 
He called him Scott like three times, and he corrected him. He's like, no, it's... uh, I forgot about that. Steve, yeah. Maybe that's going to pay off somewhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jake uses the name Scott because he's Mm -hmm. trying to cover his tracks because he tends to be very stabby. (laughs) That's a good catch. That might be something we have to look at. But we only got two episodes left. We're going to have to see this third personality eventually, and that might be what we catch in the penultimate episode. So Mm -hmm. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Yes. Before we go, I do want to mention one thing, though, because last week, of course, I complained that a movie that I was really wanting to see, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, yes, wasn't playing anywhere here, and that, you know, we're probably going to have to watch it on video or whatever. And, and wouldn't you know it, while I'm prepping everything to publish, and then I find out that it opened up in all the theaters around here. What? It's in all of them now. I had no yeah, yeah. And, which is weird because this is going back to... So it's in a, the Regal and the other theaters and everything? Yes, it's in all of them. Huh. So basically what the plan apparently was is they decided to do a, a small release to get people interested in it and get great word of mouth and then decide uh, to open it wide. Okay. Which is not a typical Hollywood strategy yeah. because... What they normally want is they want the big, flashy opening weekend. They never do a small release because if you have a small opening and it doesn't do well, then, of course, the next weekend people don't come. And if you do a big release, you might get some of those people who haven't had time to see the reviews. You may make a little bit more money if you do the full wide release. But, again, this is where Hollywood has changed their playbook. Yeah, they're understanding that cult followings can breathe life into movies. Yeah, because certainly the movie is obviously a really hard one to market. It mm. really is. I but, still think it looks like Looper. So. <laughs> yeah, I have seen the film, mm. so I do want to talk to you a little bit about it. Okay. So. And I was worried going into it a little bit because of the fact that I felt like I was never going to get a chance to see this. I had been denied it, and now they're giving it to me. So you had this big expectation. This huge, expe- yes, uh-huh. this huge expectation that I'm like, how is this movie going to possibly fulfill that? And yet this movie over-delivered. Oh, it gave uh-huh. me more than a... Yeah. First of all, no spoilers, because that would okay. be like the worst thing I could possibly do. Okay. But this is what I will say. First of all, the trailer does not do any justice to how weird this movie is. <laughs> and if you've seen the trailer, holy crap, how could it be weirder than what I saw in the trailer? Yeah. Trust me, it's weirder. Uh-huh. But it's also heartfelt and... This movie, it is a thing of terrifying beauty. Wow, okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this is guaranteed going to be on my top 10 films of all time. It's very likely going to be in my top five, and it very possibly could be a top three. Really? Okay. Yeah, of all time. You think I'm old and bitter, but I'm telling you, this made me fall in love with movies again. <laughs> I forgot films could do this type of thing. <laughs> it had a screenplay that was like a martial art it was like nothing was wasted even the most innocuous statements that were just toss-off jokes paid off huge at the end even like the smallest comment everything fit in and i know some reviewers who have gotten a bad case of reviewitis i hear them say things like it was a little bit long maybe you could cut 10 15 minutes no the pacing was perfect if you took something out of it even if it was like this was slow it needed to be slow It needed to be. It needed that time to breathe. Mm -hmm. Cutting 10 to 15 minutes out of the movie, you would have missed out so much. Okay. Again, I don't even know if I could explain this thing. I wouldn't want to. Like I said, I wouldn't want to spoil it. Uh But 
holy cow, this movie was amazing. I don't know if it's going to be one that everybody likes because it is going to require you to pay a little bit of attention. Uh, yep. Yeah, this is not a casual watch. And if you saw the trailer, you definitely know. To tell you just how serious I am about my love for this movie. <laughs> as much as I have been looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I am 100% sure there is no way Doctor Strange is going to be better than this movie. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. This could be the movie of the year. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm, if you've not seen it, mm-hmm. go see it. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 148. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher. Reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.